I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Fly 0091, ready for takeoff. It's a mother still. You listen to now the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. It was actually mad. Oh, we can't put that in the pod. No, we can't. <laughs> Hanging out at the hangout. Right, let's go again. <laughs> what do you mean? A man like data-driven Deji, bro. What are you telling me? <laughs> Why is he data-driven Deji? Because he loves the game, bro. And just like this last week, as we got numbers about don't the... lie. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, cool. and he was and he was really getting what do you call it? Call uh, me Graham. Really getting like <laughs> really getting like analytical with the numbers. But we'll speak about that. But how are we feeling? Bless, man. Yeah, I feel good. I haven't seen you in, what's it been? Um, Almost two months for you too, man. A minute, brother. And you yeah. didn't even hug me, Pagan. You walked through my door, left my door. <laughs> a jar. A jar. The only, the last person to do that was your fellow Gemini, Jenny. She just walked through the door yeah. and was so excited by everything that was happening inside that she left it open. Just so used to opening doors. So we, you had no excuse, but to close them yeah, sometimes. No you just came in, nonchalantly. And you were hella late as well. Nonchalantly took off his true blue Jordan freeze. Yeah, I wasn't late. The only person to do it inside the house, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does what he wants. He does what he but wants. As you might have barefoot heard, outside, fam. Who's barefoot? But as you might have heard, it's Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. Kieran is not with us. Uh, he'll be back next week, taking a much deserved rest. But um, yeah, KK, we hope you're enjoying this one as you listen back, like everyone else. It's always an experience when you're not on the podcast. It's project. very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And you, then you listen back, you're like, oh man, I wish I was there. Yeah. Or you're like, these are actually good, bruv. Like, they don't even miss me. You understand? Know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and it's funny because he'll keep, he, keep the he's energy. He's normally never. Pre- is he only. Have no, any, no, no, he's no. He's only no, missed no. one, no? No, he's missed a few now. I think really? I've missed the least, to be honest. What? Oh, wow. I didn't Sorry, expect what? that. I think Sorry, I've what? missed like yeah, once. In my throat? Big hey, man. Deji, how many have I missed? Hey, what? One or two? No, no, no. You haven't how missed. How many have I missed? Tell yeah, me then. Missed you missed like four or five. <laughs> Which ones? Um, uh, not your fault, but you missed the episode about racism because you're in London. Yeah. yeah. That's the first one you missed. Protesting. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Then you missed one when you were in Portugal. Then you missed one when you were in Dominican Republic. When I was in Portugal? Yeah. It's, it's, no, we recorded the day before. And then for I was your back birthday. the following week. But then, then you went to like Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico a couple of times, so you missed a couple of those. How then many, you know how many? <laughs> bro, you missed that five episode. Rico, bro. I was in one country. <laughs> no, you keep flying, bro. <laughs> keep flying. No, so it's, it's one so far racism. No, bro, I'm, it's not hearing me, bro. And then also like the the birth of the the birth of a raw, raw, birth of like Raspberry Raw. You in you were in Dominican Republic because mm-hmm. was a Christmas episode or week before Christmas. It was me, Stephen, and Kieran. Yeah, yeah. You missed others, bro. Rinsola. I've missed three. No. What? No. But no. I went through all the... <laughs> no. So, like, but listen, listen. No one's... No, no, no. No one's no in it. The real no, ones no, no one's putting you in last place. It's probably Kieran Shout at the top. Shout out to the homies. Me, me, me and you are cl- close second, third. This man is a distant fourth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nollywood... Um, see us, bro. Nollywood <laughs> nightcaps. What do you call it? London layovers. No, you, probably, you missed the most, probably. 
Really? Yeah. Because when you travel, you when, when you travel, you actually like travel, bro. Like, what do you, like, what do you man think each person adds to the pod? Like, what's each person too early for that? That's, that's the way you end. I don't know, bro. <laughs> Alright, sorry, fam. Can we, so can we come back in just like Mama's out here questioning his his relevance to the pod? He's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I really don't know. No, man. we're all lit, man. We're all lit. But uh Mandem, who are we listening to today? You're listening to the Out of Home podcast. Just tell them G. A show brought to you by Four Londoners. Living. Some working, some not. In Amsterdam and in London. For those that don't know. This is an audio-visual experience. So put your socks on. Tilt that chair back. Pour that tea. Get that brook. For the next hour and a half, your ears belong to us. That was one podcast. Respectfully. That was very nasty. It was. We all work, by the way. You said somewhere from the... <laughs> we all have a job. This does not pay the bills yet. <laughs> Man, what'd you call that? Waste man, waste man in the camp, bro. <laughs> Stephen, can I just say, over the last year and a half, you have grown tremendously in your bag, bruv. When it comes to this podcasting, yeah, you no. just intro like yeah. on a calm one, bro. Yeah, calm. Thing is, I don't even know what I'm gonna say. No, exactly, bro. Exactly, thing. no practice needed. Dangerous thing's gonna be up accepting awards and I'm gonna drop a madness. You're just ready. It's gonna bro. come back to bite you see me. So I've seen it. I've seen it. No, all love, all love. Um, I already have my apology statement drafted. I've oh tucked it away days. for a rainy day. So now, and 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 hopefully, hopefully Stephen can seek vengeance because now this is episode ninety-one. We have now entered the birth years of all members of the pod. Now, is that correct? No. Hold a stack, cuz hold a stack. Hey, you remember with the uncles were loud. Is that just something for you still? I haven't seen you in a while. And he came for you with a care package for the younger yeah, ones. You know what I mean? Can never come to you on empty handed, did it? I love it, I love it. But yo, you man, how you feeling? It's Monday, one of our latest episodes. Um, But the vibes are right. Yeah. It's nice. No, uh, no Rawberry Raw inside, just tea. When you going through the intro, why did you pause when you said tea? Because I was thinking what beverage people will be drinking today. It's a Monday. Obviously. But when they listen to it, it won't be a Monday. You're aware of that, right? Oh, blood, I wish you told me this. <laughs> a couple of minutes ago. No, it does feel nice. Do you know what? Because <clears throat> although the sound is usually patterned, shouts out to Kwame, shouts mm. out to Kieran. Not to Kieran, but yeah. Shouts out to Steve. We, um... Definitely not shouts out to Steve. <laughs> 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 You, what do you call it? Saboteur said you, bro. Kamikaze, bro. <laughs> Kamikaze couldn't let it, bro. Oh. Bro, this guy tried to sabotage us. Bro, we haven't even played this back, you know. Yeah. We should... Nah, it's too yeah. late. We're, too, we're balls deep now, so... <laughs> there's, there's nothing Whoa. we can do. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said something about the vibe. Yeah, like... We just haven't done this where we don't have to look at each other on Zoom yeah, and yeah, yeah. take cues. Like, we can just talk organically. It's nice, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Harry Bowes are there. So I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Had a good weekend. I've got a wild story for you guys, by the way. Let's, let's start. Let's start. What made you smile? Bro. <clears throat> so you, man, obviously have been connected to my, my journey over the last few days. No word of a lie, yeah? Take a seat, bro. Take a seat. <laughs> Lean back for this. Shout out to... Pour that girl. brew. Pour that brew. All right. So, Stephen, before you arrive, Kwame and I were just talking about how it's been a mad year for me, blah, blah, blah. I have had no rest, no calm. And you know me, usually I like to have a little break 
you know, breakup like, dating. Which makes you miss a lot of episodes, but anyway, continue. Waste, man. <laughs> and um, I haven't had that this year, and it's nearly, it's, it is August. We're eight months in. Yeah, bro. bro the years have flown, you know. Flying. We're eight months in, and I haven't had a rest. Took Thursday off work. We had Friday off, thankfully, so I only need to take Thursday off, and I was planning a long weekend to go camping. Met V? Huh? With Abby? Yes, Sorry. with my lady, yeah, with my yeah. lady. And um, camping camping was a sick idea. I was ready, like, just ready to unwind. And I wake up on Thursday. Wednesday, don't do anything. I've gone for a walk. That's the most I've done. Wake up on Thursday at, like, 5 a.m. And I'm in bed. And I can feel, like, a pain in my left foot, like, in my ankle. I'm like, what is this, like? But I thought I was just dreaming. So I, <clears throat> I woke up. Leaned over to open the door, to shut the door. But I didn't need to stand up. I could still feel my ankles. I was like, bro, this feels mad. Like, what's going on? But you know, you just sleep and you think, all right, it's just like a in-dream experience. Like, you have a moment already. Bro. Man's, man's just here, innit? Yeah. Like, so, all right, cool. Gone back to sleep now. Woke up about eight o'clock. And I can still feel this pain. But you know, you don't really know the pain. You don't really know the severity of it until you stand up. It's kind of like when you're drunk. You know when you, you're back in the pints, bro? <laughs> when you're sitting down. And when, only when you stand up do you know... Back in the pints, bro. It's only when you stand up do you know how drunk you are. I know everyone knows that feeling, bro. So I've stood up here and cannot walk on my foot, bro. Like, Which I have one? to hobble. Which one? My left foot, bro. Okay. Like... No word of a lie. You see this hallway here? Yeah. Man was crawling in this hallway <laughs> to go to the bathroom, fam. I was showering. I had to sit down in the bathtub oh, to shower. Geez. I could, bro, like, no exaggeration. I've broken my right ankle, yeah? Yeah. Before. It felt exa- yeah, it felt exactly the same. And I'm just, my mind is boggling, like, how? Nothing, like, no impact. Nothing. I, it's not like I've got any obstacles in or around my bed. So it couldn't have been a freak accident. I simply woke up with a mad... Pain that I couldn't walk on. Wow. And so, <laughs> you see this chair here? Yeah, I forgot you could walk. This chair here was my saviour, brother. I was just like this. Oh, like, around the house? It. Yeah, just using Jeez. it as my vehicle to get around, bro. It's bucking bronco. <laughs> so, I've called the, the doctors now. Gone to the doctors, like, got an emergency appointment. They've given me some crutches. And they, they can't diagnose it. They're like, we don't know because there's no, there's been no, like, force or nothing yeah, that's... Yeah. So, I'm just here like, what? Had Fuck. they had they ran some um, scans on it? No, all they all they did was um, take my blood okay. for some blood tests because they they said it could be like a, do you know what gout is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they said that's usually only very common in like elderly people. Yeah, exactly. Or if you have a very very bad diet, which obviously I don't. Yeah, yeah. So, so age creeping up a lot. Waste man, bro. <laughs> so they said they was gonna call me back on either Friday or Monday they haven't done that so I'm, I'm hoping it's positive news but bro so they've given me some mad painkillers yeah, yeah which I've still got in the drawer and let me tell you these painkillers did their job fam like did their job bro. like I'm pretty sure these are the painkillers that rappers be rapping about because that thing was serious serious like gone to the doctors got the crutches medication come back had some food and we've gone to the camping site like two hours later, man, man was walking again. Really? Miracle, bruv. Miracle. If, bro, I don't know what happened. I woke up and could not walk. And I was just thinking to myself, like, did I tell someone too enthusiastically about this and they didn't like it and I just got a bad vibe put on me? Like, yeah. what, what happened? But it just, it just made me realise, like, fam, you cannot plan. 
a man said he went to the doctors and got a sensu bean. Bro! <laughs> do you, are you man understanding? I could not walk. Yeah, bro, I understand, bro. Because I, I remember in the morning you were, you, were, you were sending like the, the play-by-play. We were like, huh? Then I think Abby took a shot of you and crutches and I was like, what is this? Bruv! And then even today, I was like, yo, bro, how's your leg? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I was like, oh, so like, if you were able, like, if, if you could, like, could you run and play football? Because like, big man, you know, today, like, I've, I've already been to the gym. I'm like, wow. This is <laughs> it's wild. I'm as confused as you guys are. This is turnaround. But no, we definitely are thankful that your, your leg is yeah. healed and you had a great trip as well. Body's good. Yeah, yeah, man. Camping was lit. It's called Camping Backham. If you're not from the Netherlands and you've never heard of it, please check out. It's like half an hour. Drive or from the train. From Amsterdam Central, yeah? From Central, nice. yeah. It's very, uh, very chilled. It's one of those camping sites where there's no running water in the caravan. So you have to fill up like a... Do you know what a jerry can is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fill one of those up if you just want to like wash your hands or whatever. But if you need to go shower, go to the toilet, there's like a facility where you go and do all of that. So it's proper, proper camping vibes. Oh. But it's sick, bruv. It's sick. You walk around or you, you like... You have to hunt to eat. You have to kill a couple of wild boys. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get, had the yeah. with the apple with the mouth. There is Tazbazord, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Man had a mean Turkish, bro, from my last day. <laughs> mean Turkish. But um, no, man, that's what made me... Well, not the freak accident that yeah. still hasn't been diagnosed. If anyone is a doctor or a medical expert, please let me know what you think it could yeah, be. Yeah. Um, if not, I'm just going to charge it to the game, bro. Yeah, but exactly. uh, life is good. Camping was lit. I feel very re- recharged, re-energized. Came back because I was off WhatsApp for a bit. Came back to some wildness in our WhatsApp group. Uh, But um, nah, man, I'm here, bro. I'm blessed. And I'm going to hand it over to my brother, Quams. Yeah. My week was was interesting, actually. Had a, yeah, yeah. My week was good. Had, um, no, had 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 a good week. Had a good week. Had a good week at work. I went to, um, uh, I went to a studio in the center on Monday and Friday to to to, to finish off a, um, a, a, a work project and a mixtape with Jinep. And it was just nice, like to have loading, like loading. I was I was like just like writing a script and I had like four I had like four I had four voice actors come in and I was like I was a director so I'll be like, like no 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 sound more American no like give me more robot you understand like, uh, uh, like honestly this, this, these things really happen Stephen so that was really dope and it's like more robot. yeah 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 it all makes sense yeah. and it's like it's funny when you're writing like you have such a pure vision in your head and sometimes it can be hard to like explain to somebody when the recording isn't there then when you hear the voice of artist you're like yes now it, now everyone can see so is this an audio vision. piece yeah yeah no it's a, it's a video piece but the audio will play over it Ah. So um, yeah, I'm excited. You to, wrote the script, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So come and guess I'm excited. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, but um, not um, maybe small, but random moment of the week. Um, I've been to IKEA many times in my life, many times with me over the last couple of weeks because of the house. But this Saturday, I was kicked out of IKEA for the first time. What? Yeah, bro. I was. Um, I was. I, <laughs> I was. I was. What you could it greeted by a man and a woman. Who told me that I had to leave the IKEA now? I was with Mia and her parents. Oh, the time period. How we had to leave. No, no, no. I had a, um, a dog with me in my bag, and um, it's not allowed. I, I knew this. Jeanette, sorry. Jeanette was with me in like a tote bag, but you know, the, the yeah, dog? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, but like, she's obviously Jeanette, so she's freaking out, freaking out. So, like, whenever we weren't walking, because she's so small, you can just hide her, right? 
or you see a little bit of a nose or a head. Try to conceal a pug. No, no, we we had concealed her, but like, uh, or I had concealed her, but um, during the time when the parents were speaking, like, or main parents were speaking to a clerk or what have you, or I said clerk. Um, I would, I would, I would, I, I, I would let, let, let her let her out the bag a little bit so she could breathe and be free. Thank you. Yeah, I'd like to <laughs> like to think she could. And then um, we we're there for like ten minutes, and I guess uh, 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 um, too many people saw it, so like somebody snitched. And then what was really funny was when like the man and woman came over to escort me, and after the man said, "Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, sir, but we have like." You know, we have like what do you call it, food and drink in here, and I was like, yeah, fair enough, but it's not really a big dog. It wasn't bothering anybody, so I didn't think it was an issue. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but by the way, that is a great looking dog, big man. I beg you, allow it. Yeah, you take me because I'm, I'm walking out of the shop with it, like, 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 like I'm some like world class thief, innit, it, bro? Like, allow me in it, bro. So yeah, what made me smile was um was like was like the power of writing and words and audio, and also getting kicked out because of a, a small dog. When is your uh, piece of work dropping? Well, not uh, your, like... Yeah, the work. Directed. Um, maybe... Well, August. Maybe uh, the first batch. Great word. The uh, first batch probably in September. Then Wavy. iteration in October. And then, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm going to hand it over to my Nigerian brother. A guy I haven't seen in a long time. And a guy who thinks I have it out for him. But someone that I just want to say it out of home. Have a lot of time for. It is Gemini's own. A great guy. Top bloke, Stephen Apampa. Hey, oy, oy. By, by the way, sharing yourself. Yes, that was Stephen Apampa. It wasn't Yaf. It was Stephen. Self love. If I don't love myself, who will? Exactly. As you were, good sir. Um, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet because don't remember a lot. But um, Monday. Um, Kieran dropped a sick freestyle. Yeah, he did. That made, did he? Yeah, that made me smile. Uh, anytime this guy. Uh, Rhymes using kind of anime or any kind of. Um, he does a lot. That's your thing. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, I think you mentioned earlier. Because you mentioned earlier in this episode today, yeah. sensu bean. Yes. What is a sensu bean? Uh, sensu bean is a short uh, peanut-like <laughs> snack, uh, which you munch on it and it restores you to perfect condition. And, 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 and which cartoon is this from? Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, there we go. But anyway, so but, but back so, to Loki's freestyle. Yeah, so Kieran dropped his freestyle, which I absolutely love. And like the wordplay was just, just love it. And I just think that that's one of your friends. It's actually it's not cold, even, isn't it? It's yeah. not even like, it's not even like... A rapper. Yeah, yo, something like, who's crazy unattainable? Like, this is Kieran. Yeah, what are you saying, Keith? Like, it's him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, that made me... That made me smile. What um, beat was it to? Nas. 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 Um, it was real or Nas is like? Nas is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then... Uh, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's really it's good. It's on his IG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah IG. Really good. Ig-d-v. The Igu dollar. The IG dollar. <laughs> um, uh, played football with, again with the with the our Sunday crew. Oh, yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was good to be out there. Was, was that your first time post Barca? No, it's the second time okay, post Barca. Okay. I haven't been but, since, but they, they must think I'm some any any kind of guy, bro. Like, you need to show up just, as a trio just, again. just use them for Barca prep. 
Yeah, sorry, but sorry. Pre workout. How's football? How's football? Yeah, no, it was good because I actually, the stamina was good actually, surprisingly. Because I haven't played in a while, so I was thinking I'd be dead, but the stamina was was good. Uh, it was raining. It's still in shape. Like, I've, yeah, you're looking kind of You always make this joke that you're going to come back from London two kilograms heavier. You look, you're looking good, bro. Yeah, bro. The more I ate in London, the slimmer I was. It's a weird phenomenon. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was having heavy duty food and it wasn't showing. Like, these times, the salmon I'm eating now is what's making me put on weight. What anyway. the salmon? The salmon and the, this this ricola and leaves things. That's what's. <laughs> it's a weird paradigm. Salmon and leaves. Yeah, I'm so confused. Cola. Do you know what ricola is? I know what it is, but I'm just. And then um, it's logic. Yeah, yeah, so that that made me smile. And uh, talking of leaves, I love to um, interacting with our fans on the. Um, out of home made me smile as well. We had a lot of interactive polls and it was just great to spend time with some of our followers, find out what they're listening to. And I just really love that interaction. You know, it's a green shoot in my day, if you so to speak. So I think... You're going to talk about this. No, wait, no, wait, no. We got a long shit and tough to do. We can reach out at the end. And then, uh, what else were you smiling? No, 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 because like the poll was actually a great segue into... Yes, sorry. Uh, as my... It's my Rose Graham, Graham poll. Um, oh, that's why you said it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we had this series of polls to interact with our lovely followers. And it was overwhelming, just the kind of response and interaction. And I love this because you get to kind of interact with people. People tell you how you feel. Um, and obviously, the Olympics have got people talking. Um, there been some great performances. I think uh, Charlotte Worthington from the BMX, I, I particularly watched, absolutely smashed it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a few others as well. And obviously, the big event or the big topic was around uh, Simone Biles and kind of her decision not to uh, take part in certain competitions. And yeah. So she, so she dropped out, right? And I was... Simone Biles, first of all. She is... You haven't heard. The gold. The gold-winning, world-dominating Team USA gymnast who from a very young age just like... That stood for excellence and grace. I think she's been around for a long time. I think she's still in her mid twenties, if that. Mm. But she, um, but, but she, bas- she dropped not basically. She dropped out of Olympic competition uh, last week, and she's citing the, the need to do so to protect her mental health. She didn't feel her best, and she felt that it's best for not only for herself, for her sake, but for, for but for her team's sake. So Team USA that she dropped out. That she, but she didn't go home. She would still be. In and around talk, in and around the camp to support, which was noble, and um, and uh, and Stephen, I believe some people that are well known around the world made a comment or two on this, right? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, not the first by any any means. I mean, um, obviously there's Naomi Osaka who also did it, but even going back to this, like you can go back 20, 30 years. Some people may remember uh, France versus um, Brazil in the World mm, Cup final. Nice, ninety-eight, right? Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Um, Ronaldo, then like the greatest player at that time, uh, had an issue. He wasn't himself, uh, but chose to play, and it's something that he's kind of recounted over the during years. During the night of the final, during the morning of the final, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and to the point where people weren't sure. You know, official documentation showed that he wasn't starting, then he was starting, and he's reflected on kind of like whether he should have kind of like um not gone, gone that. through that. So like yeah. Wow. No. no. Oh, it was very famous. Oh bro, very, very I remember famous. in nineteen ninety eight. That was young. That was a thing. Big, I, I remember even even Gary Lineker was like, but he's not starting. Apparently in the morning he had fits. 
And there was so oh. much pressure from like Brazil, from the company, mm. the advertisers that, no, no, he cannot play. In He cannot be at this spectacle. He has to play. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's not ready as young boy. They were like, no, 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 no. Because if they win, it's a great moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they didn't win. That's not the only reason why France were a very good mm-hmm. team. But yeah, no, no, there's a whole backstory to it. Honestly, I put, your, your man has to research. I think you enjoy it. Yeah. But um, one one commentator was uh, Piers Morgan. Uh, obviously, we know Piers for being very quick to respond when it comes to issues of people of colour, yeah. particularly. Yeah. So uh, I'll just read you his initial one because it sparked like a debate. Like initially, okay, Simon... Simon Simone uh, Bowles um, pulled out. And then um, Piers made these comments, and then obviously the internet was ablaze. So it's kind of like he made a column saying, sorry, uh, Simone Bowles, but there's nothing heroic or brave about quitting because you're not having fun. You let down your teammates, your fans, and your country. And then he went on to say, no, I take mental illness very seriously. What I don't like is people cynically using mental health as a protective shield against any poor performance or justified criticism. It detracts attention from those with mental illness who need help, care, and treatment. And then, uh, and then in the poll, we, wow. asked, we asked people, do you agree with uh, those comments? Overwhelmingly, 90% said they, they do not. And um, yeah, it's just interesting. To, I don't know if you guys had seen his comments or... Heard that, but yeah, it's just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on his his take on someone else's mental health. Yeah, that's the worst thing as well. I don't like Piers is a fucking troll, isn't he? He's like he knows what he's doing. We're sitting here in Amsterdam talking about him because of this comment. Days later, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we we should talk about it. But I think that the main topic of conversation is like this. This moment, which is so significant, that Simone Biles, who is, as you said, Kwame, like the most decorated gymnast of her generation, who, in the right mental state, would wipe the floor with yeah. the competition. Like, let's not mm-hmm. let's not get it twisted. But has acknowledged that she's not feeling hundred percent, and as a result, has pulled out of competition. Like you said, didn't go home, mm-hmm. stayed there to support mm-hmm. her team. But acknowledge that something wasn't quite right. I think that's like that is the bravest thing you can do. And, yeah. le- and let's not forget, yeah, the Olympics doesn't happen every week. Like she's been mm-hmm. training for yeah. this for years, five years, yeah. So it's not this. Like I fundamentally disagree with what Piers Morgan's saying because yeah. even if you are like, there's there were many other competitions for her to take part in as well, yeah. right? So she dropped out of one and didn't feel herself to continue to participate in the other competitions which were up for medals so I disagree because if you know the amount of work that athletes have to put in to get to that stage you wouldn't make those comments like it has to be a real there has to be a real block for you to say I'm going to sit out of this competition which I have been Mm. training for not only the last four or five years but my entire life and a competition that I'm very, very good at. The best at. Yeah. The best. So I think it's super brave. I love what she did. I, lo- I think it's going to spark a, a future of like more athletes being open about this. Like you said, Naomi Osaka done the same thing and it's well documented in her and Ben her Stokes, documentary. Uh, yeah, the, England cricketer. The cricketer. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I remember. Also uh, recently said he was indefinitely withdrawing from cricket due to some of the uh, issues there. And I think the conversation now is... Unlike a physical 
uh, injury, which can be kind of diagnosed and proven or somewhat. A mental one is something that only that person mm-hmm. can almost diagnose or tell. And I think like the world is not ready in this day and age where you have to show receipts. Uh, people are not ready or cannot fathom someone saying that, like, I don't feel a hundred today and I'm putting myself uh, forward. Uh, sorry, put myself first. And it's just like, that was the thing that was interesting to me is that um, physical injuries, you can go to the doctor, you can get a scan or something can, yeah, can, can be diagnosed, diagnosed, like you and, said. And because um, even in the NBA, you have this kind of stigma around um, the mental side. Because I remember when um, on, on Undisputed or these shows, they'll say like, oh yeah, oh, he's he's always saying he's hurt, but the doctors show that there's no kind of scan there, but he's saying he's hurt. But like sometimes it's a it's a mental, it's a mental 100%. thing. And like, to be honest, the mind moves the body. So it should be treated in more regard than even the physical. But I just don't think for whatever reason, the world's not really ready or prepared for that kind of conversation. Hence why it's such a for all. But I don't know, why do you think that is? Um, because we expect athletes to be, uh, athletes, athletes are like our playthings. They train so much, earn so much money, they're like robots, innit? You understand? Like, I always find it funny when, like, in, in, in football, um, uh, a player will score a goal at an opposing stadium and will, like, turn around to celebrate with your teammates. The fans behind them, you fucking It's like, I've just scored a goal, bro. Like, I'm doing, doing my, my job. job yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't come to gold you or offend you or, like, swear in your face and tease. I've, I've, I've scored a goal... And I've just like give my teammate a high five. What 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 issue is that? You understand? Then if this this guy can tease his family, his wife, his partner, what have you, his family, and the moment he turns around, oh, he's a millionaire. How why 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 the hell is he responding to a fan on a human? Mm. You understand? So I I think for too long, athletes are like, oh yeah, oh, what you call it? Simone Biles is 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 is, is um is dropping out. Like, that's not allowed. She, she has to compete. She can win. She could. It's like, well, no, but she has to protect herself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I think even recently in the Olympics, actually, um, a, a Kenyan runner was running this weekend and he was he was in the lead, but the Japan, obviously. And then he, he couldn't read the road signs and he was getting lost. And then um, a Spanish uh, runner who behind him competing was shouting at him to keep going, to keep going. And then, like, I guess after a while, the guy was like, oh, I'm going the wrong way. So, so the Kenyan guy, he sped up and he won. And after then, so, uh, a reporter said, oh, but, like, um, how, comes, um, how, comes you, how comes you told him the wrong way? And he's like, well, because it was the right thing to do. And the, and the reporter was like, oh, but you could have won the gold medal. He's like... Wait, 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 the Spanish guy told him the wrong way or the right way? The right way, sir, Okay, okay, the right okay, way. Okay. And the reporter was like, but you could have won gold for yourself. And the, 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 the Spanish runner simply replied, it wasn't my medal to win. I would have felt, my, my mother would have felt bad if I had won it that way. You understand? Like, well, well, why can't I be happy that I've won silver? Mm. You understand? Or even yesterday in the high jump, like these two guys know each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah. The they Qatari, shared an Italian guy. Italian, they, yeah. And often they were like, oh, because both of you didn't clear the height, you can either you can either do a playoff or you can just share the gold. They're like, we'll definitely share the gold. Mm. And they were so joyous and it's like, bro, this is amazing. You understand? And I think too many times we expect these people to be like athletes and win. Like, it would be great if somebody was like, you know what? 
got bronze. I'm really happy. Yeah. But we can't, right? Because that bronze is almost like a, a failure for like a winning athlete. It's like, just, yeah, it's actually, yeah, sorry. Do you know what's interesting is that people look at athletes differently than human beings. So like, okay, cool. That's the Olympics. Let's take it down to like the level that most people can relate. How many times have we been in the office and we can tell when someone is close to being burnt out or has reached that point. How difficult is it to sometimes say, I need to put myself at work and take myself out of this situation? Uh, with, when you, you know, when you have got like promotion on the line or mm. that big project, how, because people can't seem to understand. It's an interesting one still. People still can't seem to understand uh, Simone in that case. But I'm, I'm looking at, you know, how hard is it when you're on the verge of a promotion or you've been handed that big project and you finally, it's finally there, you know you're going to smash it to say, actually, you know what? I'm not, there's a little bit too much pressure on it. I can't do this. I need to hand over to someone else who potentially can knock it out of the park. And then obviously you are. So like, there's I feel like... There's in that, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like people aren't very good at kind of trans transforming what happens at an elite level into their daily lives. Because I think if you did that, then you would be able to empathize in a way. And we've all know people who've been in a situation where we've been close to burnout. We know how hard that decision is to take in order to step away from something. And we know that there's times when, you, for whatever reason, you are just not able to be you. Do you do you think that um, I'm not inciting or or is do you, or, but like do you think COVID was a um, a turning point for us as professionals? Like COVID is one of the only times where in my area of work, or what or not, where someone could say, you know what, peeps, I'm I'm not I'm not jumping on any call today. I'm I'm just not myself. I'm taking a bit of time off because of COVID. I kind of feel that a lot of superiors were like, yeah, that makes sense. But before, if you were like that, hey, yeah, I'm just out of the races. I, I kind of feel that you had to make a excuse that you were sick or that yeah. something had happened. But because of COVID, it's like, oh, no, they can relate to that. It, to, 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 you know, to me, that's what I'm saying. That's what I think. I think it's a lot easier now because of COVID, because of working from home for so long in our, in our professional life to say, yeah, I'm a little bit afraid. I'm not myself. Whereas yeah. before, it would have been, oh, yeah, I understand. But what? I understand Bukwami, like, everyone's burning them in that oil. Just want to finish a little bit and then... I think COVID has just, like, made people more aware of their mental health. Yeah, yeah. More than yeah. anything, like... Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, it's, it's allowed us to, like, in a weird way, get to know ourselves more mm. because mm. we spent more time with ourselves than we would have ever done before. Like, that's why I think... Not the pandemic, but... <clears throat> the situations that it put a lot of people in were... A, in a weird way, a blessing in disguise. And I don't mean to take away from the terror Devastation, yeah, yeah. that this has caused, but I mean, in the sense of like, really giving people time to get to know themselves, understand who they are, become more in tune with their feelings. I think that's a result of everything that we're seeing now. And to go back to what you were saying, Stephen, around like, even in the corporate world, I feel like what we see now with mental health, and let's use Simone Biles as an example is there's a very fine line with being competitive and pushing yourself versus actually burning out. Like, it's really it's really hard to figure out that threshold because you always think you've got just a little bit more left in the tank and, you know, you can do this one more project or 
you know, you can work that a little bit harder to achieve what you want to achieve. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like now, even if I look at myself, bruv, like I need this trip I just took, I needed it. Because I could feel myself, you know, like getting to the getting to the end of my tether. And I just think with Simone Biles, she was in a position where she just said, hey, look, like, I'm not at the races. I don't feel it. And I'm going to step out. And I, I really commend her for it because you have to have an elite level of confidence to do that. Mm. It's very easy to continue to perform like probably what a lot of athletes are doing now in this day and age when they're not feeling it. It's very easy to go out there and perform and, you know, like people might not even be able to tell. But to actually, on the biggest sporting stage, the pinnacle of your career, to step out and say, no, I'm I'm not here. I think it makes such a big statement. Like, that's why I fundamentally disagree with what Piers was saying. But then that's why I also think we're going to see a really interesting movement, I think, of athletes, like, understanding their cap. Because if you look at, like, rest in peace, you think of someone like Kobe Bryant. He was someone that always pushed his limits. Mm. This guy ruptured his Achilles, yeah. stood up, and still shot two free throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that is, like, complete mental toughness. Yeah. Borderline insanity. Yeah, borderline. Yeah, you know, sure. and I think the, the, the tough thing now is, like I said, it's understanding that fine line between, like, really pushing yourself because... Sometimes you, as a competitor, whether that's in the corporate world or as an athlete, you can push yourself. It's healthy to do that. Yeah. But then there's, it's like, how far can you do that before you really go overboard and over edge? You touched on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Uh, one of the other questions in the poll, which was actually quite interesting because it's got a lot of feedback and so it, we asked, in your opinion, which shows more strengths? One, overcoming pressure, a la Kobe Bryant or someone like that. Or two, knowing when enough is enough. So interesting, like 78% of people said knowing when enough is enough. 22% said uh, overcoming pressure. So the question was, in your opinion, which shows more strength? I went with kind of... Uh, number one and the reason for that was while I believe it's very commendable knowing when enough is enough I believe someone that's able to overcome certain pressures that's also equally if not more impressive in certain ways yes but not consistently because it's not sustainable yeah definitely isn't because let's use you as an example Mm -hmm. you work your ass off Mm -hmm. but 
you know when you need to take a... You know when you're coming towards the end of your tether, right? Like, I even remember listening to the episode when I was in there and you guys now, were talking one? about... so many of them? Grace, my <laughs> and, um, and you guys were talking about how you know when everyone's getting to, like, yeah. to the end of their tether. But imagine if you didn't have that, Stephen, and you yeah. always overcame the pressure. Like, I think in, in big-time moments when... You know when you have those moments here and you're like... I feel something like this feels like a very pivotal moment in the space that I'm trying to evolve in. And you, bro, of course, like have those, those nights where you're up till one, two AM. Cause you know, this work is going to propel you forward in it. But I feel like doing that consistently is not sustainable. So I, I do think there is a huge element of self-awareness that allows you to step back and say, Hey, look, enough is enough. Because then the next time, when you really need to overcome the pressure, you'll be ready for it because you've managed your your mental workload. So, so there's one we um, answer love from like Sam shout Sam Quay. So he was breaking he was breaking it down and he's talking about the the privilege of pressure. So he said like on that question, he said don't think that the two are mutually exclusive for elite sportsmen and men and women. Pressure is a privilege. So then I asked him like, what is that? What does he mean by pressure is a privilege? So he had a really nice one. He was like, pressure only comes when the stakes are high and there's an expectation for you to deliver. It's why some athletes can be well beers in training when no one is watching and then there's nothing riding on the outcome but turn to jelly when the lights shine brightest. The greatest embrace, the greatest embrace that challenge and welcome it. They view that pressure as a privilege rather than as a burden, which is how they're able to consistently perform at the highest level. What is so remarkable about Naomi and Simon is they recognize they were not in the best condition to deal with the level of pressure they are used to dealing with. It's no different to when Michael Jordan retired the first time because he was burnt out. The world just isn't used to high profile uh, black women putting themselves first. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective. Wow. Yeah. Very. That's very true, isn't it? So there's a there's a couple of nuggets in there. One, the notion of a, the privilege of pressure, which comes with kind of elite sports, because obviously people believe that when you're an elite sportsman, you've got the money, you've got the fame, you've got that. It's almost like it is a privilege to have that pressure. Um, and then interestingly, um, I like the reference to Michael Jordan actually, because a lot of people actually. No one ever talks about that. Yeah, yeah, a lot, no, no one really talks. Yeah, 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 no one really talks about that. And actually, you saw a little bit of it in the last spent. dance. Yeah, spent. And then the last one about um, the world isn't used to high-profile black women putting themselves first. That's a really interesting comment. Let's talk about pressure. I think um, people face pressure in different at different levels, obviously, yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're a parent and you need to make ends meet for your kids, That's there's a pressure, certain, there's a pressure there, isn't yeah, it? There's an expectation, yeah. there's a pressure. So I think yeah. pressure, we all experience it at some point. Sometimes it's it comes from within. Sometimes it comes from, um, you know, exterior factors. But I do think that everyone has to deal with it, right? My two cents on athletes, and again, Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, I think they're used to pressure. I don't think that's the issue. I don't think it's a case of them not being able to deal with pressure. I think it's them just not being in the correct mental state yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, like yeah. We don't know what happens in there 24-7. So, Go on, sir. No, no. I was just going to say, like, I feel as though pressure is a part of the equation but not the full thing. Yeah, yeah. Because these people are used to dealing with pressure. Yeah. yeah. But I also think it comes from... Um, 
especially them being so young, like when you're young, it's like, oh, so talented, so plucky. Oh, what, what, what a delight. And then if you have the goal or the cheek almost to be the best and be the number one in the world, like Simone Biles, like Naomi Osaka, and it's like, you must win every single time. Anything else is failure. And it's like, oh, Naomi Osaka is dropping out of the French Open. Oh, world number one is she? You understand? Wait, two years ago you were you were riding for me because mm. I was this up and coming star, but now I'm the best. Oh, Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics. Oh, she can't handle it. Is that, no, bro, I'm trying to protect. I'm trying to. You understand? It's weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen, you 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 know this. Um, a lot of times in sports, like because there's so much social media. Like, I don't think sports, even Michael Jordan's era, sports has never been so widely watched or spoken about. Like, you know, we had this thing about, like, um, you can be an armchair pundit. Like, you can sit on your sofa. Well, now you have that on Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, we've seen it. If, like, if, you know, if, 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 if LeBron James, who made nine NBA finals in a row, I believe, he didn't win all of them. But people seem to love when he wouldn't win, in it? Oh, look at LeBron. People call him the GOAT. He's lost again, right? And it's like, well, yeah, but he's done very well to get... You understand, like, people almost seem to take pride in you losing. They, mm-hmm. they, they, might have, they might have nothing to do with the teams. You might not support Cleveland or Golden State, but you're happy LeBron James lost. Mm-hmm. What does that say about, like, hu- like humanity? You understand? Like, I even think sometimes with celebrities, that like, we are just searching for them to not be perfect. Oh, like, Jennifer Lopez said this when she was 18 years old. That was 35 years ago. Yeah, come on, isn't it? Yeah. You understand? Oh, by the way, I, I, I don't think she, she said anything controversial. I'm just giving you an example. Shout out to J-Lo. That's a fine woman. Every um, time. Yeah. But, but I think that goes to show... Bastard Ben Affleck, bro. So good. <laughs> it goes to show, like, people wanting to knock them down to make themselves feel better. But, like, the last point that Sam made is a really interesting one around kind of... The world just isn't used to high-profile black women putting themselves first. And then he went on later to reference kind of, like, uh, Dean Asher Smith, obviously... Um, you know, pushed herself um, and we saw her break down on, on, on TV, but she chose not to go any further with the competitions. And uh, we've seen Naomi, we've seen Simone Biles. So do you, like, that's just, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like the world isn't ready to see uh, or not used to seeing uh, black women put themselves first at an elite level. And yeah, that just hit me and I was just like, rah. Like, I just had to sit with that for a second because it was such an insight. It's happening to me now, yeah. Yeah. I don't, bruv, I don't know, man. I'm trying to unpack the depth of that statement. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm trying to think about examples of when I've seen it in the past. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't think, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you Do you not think we live in eras where, like, Serena Williams would maybe 20, 30 years ago would be more appreciated? Like, people were talking about her style of play. Oh, it's so aggressive. She grunts too loud. She does this. There's no grace. Serena's appreciated to the max, I can't lie. No, she's not, bro. I think she is. Appreciated to the max. Okay. That's my opinion, though. Yes, fine. I'm I'm going to veer away from uh, uh, sports for a second. How about a certain certain Beyonce knows? Yeah. You don't think that if she was in the era of, like, Tina Turner, she'd be more appreciated? I don't know. I I think it's an interesting arena. Like, sports is an interesting arena because there's a certain expectation to deliver in it and perform. And as an artist, you kind of... There's expectation, no? There is, but 
it's more within your control. Like, yeah, okay, you have a certain tour dates, but you kind of have that in your mind and you know, and it's like, you're not competing against anyone, if that makes sense. So you kind of control the environment, if you get what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, everyone there is there to support you. They're not there to see a competition. They're there to support and stand for you. I feel like sport is a different dynamic. And the minute we do get Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka stand up saying, hey, look, I'm not for this. I think it's... I don't think it's, I don't think it's about black women putting themselves first, though, I have to say. You don't think so? I, I think there's something in that because the same time as what Simone did, Ben Stokes went out and said exactly the same thing, did not get the same... Co- Today, we are seeing... Harry Kane refusing to go to Tottenham training. Can you imagine that was Marcus Rashford? Paul Pogba. Exactly. So, the, so for yeah, me, trust. I think there is something in that because Ben Stokes did exactly the same thing, but the coverage yeah, okay. was completely. I'll, I'll say this about Ben Stokes: he is an English uh, cricketer that is very famous in England and other like like what do you call like cricket nations. Sorry, Australia, what have you? Um, yeah, if, if, sorry, if, if you're in a cricket circuit, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka are global icons. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's more. I hear what you're saying. You're definitely making a point, valid point. But I definitely feel that it's it's not the same. It'll be kind of, you understand? It isn't like a Michael Phelps. It's a Ben Stokes. I just think there's always this thing of like athletes having this expectation that they have to perform no matter what, and I think that's what people are more your Piers Morgans of the world are more referring to. It's like, there's always this accusation that you get paid millions, so you should be able to do with anything. But you you guys said it earlier, like, they're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that we need to get back to. Like, yes, they get paid a lot of money, but if you look at the sacrifice they, they've had to make yeah, to get no. to this level and have to continue to make, because they don't no. live normal lives. No. They train every day. They're in the spotlight. Like, you only have to watch The Last Dance to see how many cameras yeah. followed Michael Jordan every yeah. step outside of a yeah. private setting. Like, it is not normal, bro. Yeah. So, I think the world is slowly going to get accustomed to the fact that these people are human beings. They have real feelings. They deal with life the same way that we do. They get affected by COVID the same way that we do. Like, regardless of how big the gym in their house is that they can work out from, everyone deals with this shit. And I think... Mm-hmm. I think that's going to bring us to closer together. So, so I have two, one small question, and then, and then moving forward, looking to the future. Uh, one, he loves it. I love, love future thinking. Uh, question, because you mentioned around Ben Stokes. So if it was LeBron James in the Olympics, and he said, I'm not... Do you think it would be the same as Simone, Simone Biles, or do you think it would be... How do you think that would be perceived? I, I'm trying to see if there's an issue if there is something in that kind of like the world isn't ready to see black women put themselves first because for some reason like you I was trying to think of some examples in the past and I couldn't so I'm trying to equate it in my head so like I guess it's the equivalent of LeBron James saying he's not do you think it'd be the same to see it the same way obviously speculative we're having a conversation but I think in a in a weird way the way society looks at things is that there is a stereotype that men are mentally stronger than women. Like, mm-hmm. let's just acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's just a, a narrative that's been put out there. Very archaic, of course. And just to be clear, we're saying that's a stereotype, yes. not fact. Yes. 
And I think because of that, LeBron James will get lambasted way more than uh, Mm. Naomi Osaka or Simone Biles. Which is weird because it's almost like as a female athlete, you kind of get away with it more than if you was... Like... There's more empathy. Yeah. Is there? It feels like it because I'm trying to think... You know, LeBron has a bad game. No, no reason... Like, you know, no... Uh, no, uh, reason behind it and he gets crucified yeah. so imagine he comes out and says hey look I'm just not mentally there like it kind of goes against everything that he supposedly stands for yeah and that's why Piers Morgan's comments are so piercing because it's you're not used to well you're not used to like a, a white man going after are we? Pl- Okay, maybe maybe not. I guess his one is more. I'm so just not, you, advocate. Because you're more you're more used to having empathy for for women in that situation because the point he made it natural. So that when he didn't have that okay. empathy, it, it came across you. as more. It came across as more shocking because it's like yeah. you're supposed. You know what I mean? It was. It's more. It's just for so many points of privilege because number one, yeah. he's not an athlete. Mm. Number two, he's not a black athlete. Mm. Number three, he is not under the pressure mm. that a black yeah. athlete has to endure. Yeah. And I also think, like, I was going to ask you guys the question: Do you think because but used sorry use the example of Ben Stokes? Mm-hmm. But like, I'd be very curious to see. I'm trying to think of examples of like a black athlete coming out and having this sort of uh, conversation about mental health. I'm trying to think. I can't. Kyrie? Back. Yeah. yeah. But I'm interested to know what the... the what the ramifications... The, the leader yeah. was. Yeah, because like I said, I think there's... Whether we whether society admits it or not, there is this... I think there's more empathy about women coming, speaking up about stuff like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I think men, as we've discussed on many an episode, have this thing of having to be mentally tough and mm-hmm. strong and mm-hmm. alpha... So, and it also kind of fits in with that sporting persona to a, to a certain degree as a stereotype. So, I'm curious to know, like... There's a few examples in basketball. Paul George. Um, yeah, 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 he said yeah. last year. He, he said, said, he said being in the bubble messed me up. Yeah, and he got... People would be like, oh, pandemic P. Yeah, yeah, they made they they they, they mocked, to your point, <laughs> they they made they literally See? made memes of, uh, about I'm, I'm away from my family, I feel weird, innit? Like, mm. I, I'm in this bubble of this risky disease. I don't know what's happening. My shot is way off, but I'm getting criticized for telling me my shot is way off because mm. of it. And that stuck with him. He yeah. only kind of just removed it within this this, this, this... After a great year of play, a yeah, whole year. He took a whole great... Which was the mental strength to do that. But like, yeah, he got, he got, he got, he got mocked for it. Kyrie, you know, him burning sage, it, it's, it's a meme, it gets mocked. Like, so yeah, there is, um, it's more... It's more. It seems more banter yeah. on that side, which is which is weird. Obviously, one. we've used like a couple of basketball references. Definitely check out Kyrie Irving, Paul George if you're not into basketball, because NBA players in general were just a bit more vocal. So mm-hmm. if you're not necessarily into the sport, check it out. But um, to go back to your point around the future and what it looks like, that's a very interesting one because I feel like this kind of sets a new path of athletes speaking up and being able to have these conversations. I think. You made a great point, uh, Stephen. You made a great point 
about um, Ronaldo and like the advertisers and sponsors kind of like putting pressure as well. I remember when Naomi Osaka wasn't doing any more interviews, it was either Headspace or Calm, like one of those meditation apps paid for all of the fines that she um, got for missing interviews. And I was like, genius, Mm -hmm. genius marketing. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like brands are no longer, and because brands are becoming a bit more democratic and it's not about winning or performance, it's more about like taking part in it, yeah. the purpose and participation and, you know, like being more socially responsible. I feel like we're going to see more of this because absolutely society is kind of set up for it. Brands are a mirror of society. So they, they there change. We go. If, you, if you cut your hair short, you look in the mirror, you see short hair, that is what the brand will do. If you go and put a hat over it, that is what the brand yeah, but will like, are do. The, are they mirrors or is it a house of mirrors? Jesus Christ, wow. my mind is blown. Man, 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 man bought a, I bought a pencil to a gun back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so I think, um, for me in the future, what needs to change very quickly is uh, punditry will be regulated. Mm. Like, there needs to be some sort of, reg- and you can be struck off in terms of doing uh, punditry because, like, Real talk, some of the... That's interesting, though, because to Kwame's point, sorry to cut you, like, you have these armchair pundits now, so, like, and social media allows for athletes to engage and see all of this stuff. I'm talking about the pundit in, like, the... the, I don't want to say professional because anybody can be a professional in this day and age, but I'm talking about... In the studio and stuff. Yeah, in in the studio. You you cannot do anything about the the internet is the internet. But the ones in the studio... some of the things, Stephen A. Smith gets away yeah, with murder yeah, yeah, regularly. Yeah. Skip Bayless yeah. regularly. Yeah. These are basketball pundits who are yes, scatty. And very famous for being ignorant and silly and brash, right? And yeah. Piers Morgan, to an extent, is, a, is some I mean, sort of social commentator. Or, or, so like, this is going to have to be regulated because you can, if you cannot, you cannot get to the place where you say, or you will say in the sporting arena, if you want media accreditation, we're looking at what are you putting out there? Because we, if I'm a tournament organizer, I want to have the best athletes competing. If I see people from the media are affecting with someone's mm. mental mm. somewhere, I don't That's want them point, to be bro. a part of this. I'm like, okay, cool. What are your credentials? Mm, you go there. And then, and, then, and then that whole mix zone is going to be way more flexible in the future. It might be like, okay, rather than straight after the match, oh, we didn't even talk about Novak Djokovic breakdown, meltdown. Do you know about that? But no, I'll come, I'll come back to that later. But like, yes, the 15 minutes or straight after a game, like, you know, these interviews are occurring like real time. Straight. I've always hated that because it's like, how can you put a camera in front of someone who has real emotions and is experiencing something oh in real time? And they're breathing hard because so, they just exerted so much energy. Look, fam. Please tell me you guys saw this. So there was a British, I forgot his name, um, 100 meter final, um, full start. Oh. They had him straight on afterwards. And then this woman... Who? who? Uh, CJ or Reese Prescott? No, not Reese. It must be the other one. CJ Uja. Yeah. Damn. So they had, they had him on straight after. And this woman was taking delight in us. She was, like, she was like, what was going through your head? This guy's distraught because he knows that it was wide open. And he said something like his, his leg got cramped, so he twitched at the wrong moment. So he's distraught. And she's peppering questions. He's no... Unbelievable. Because in the future, then someone's like, someone's like, rather than go to that that interview go into the go into the tent reflect there's, there, no there's a specialist there that's going to help tell you it's okay it happens to everybody yeah. and they're not going to release you from that tent until they're convinced that you are mentally 
okay or yeah. fit enough to go and deal with the outside world. Yeah. So that's one thing that I think needs to change is that how we in reactive, like we can't be asking so athletes things so bro. straight after. Like you can't yeah. you can't be doing that's facts. That's, that's, no, facts. that's true. And then you know, I think you spoke about before just to just to jump in, like, you know, you think about pressure before about athletes and what they do. And you talk about you give a good breakdown you have about what Piers Morgan Piers Morgan isn't. Piers Morgan isn't an athlete, but he has type of pressure. The Daily Mail and whoever else sponsor him or want to work with him or pay him handsomely, um they ask him, yeah, he's pressured to create um to, to, to talking points. He's pressured to create um what do you call it? Uh controversy. I said that weird. Um, yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm fresh. It finally came out. Um, <laughs> but like that, that's his pressure. Like if 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 he had said, you know what, Simone Biles, she's your hero. I commend that. His editors would have been like, what? bro, what's this? This is a new piss. Yeah, like I need some a grips, man. I, I need I need to get people going. You understand? What, and what, also, what bloody is going on here, Piers? Are <laughs> <laughs> you feeling okay, Jack? <laughs> Craggy. <laughs> Craggy. But yeah, like I really don't think we need to take the opinions of of, of Piers Morgan seriously. Like we, we know what he's doing. Um I, I I like to think he's more intelligent man than this and he's trying to like just like joust people trolling, and, trolling. and gold people. But um no, I've enjoyed the conversation. Another uh, sorry, just another question of that is does money need to be regulated in sport then? Because money kind of adds on more it's money. Never gonna happen. No. It's never going to happen, but I'm saying in a purest in a purest world, it need to happen as well. But gone in a purest world where you're concerned about the mental health of athletes and you're trying to kind of regulate the pressure, then um, more money, more problems. So, like, the, I take it like the championship. The promotion for the championship was used to be just a normal thing in football. Yes, in football, all of a sudden it got built like the hundred million game, yeah. the hundred forty, and it goes up and up every year. And just that, it's the same game of football that they're playing, mm-hmm. but someone has made before. the stakes way higher. Yeah. So interesting. In a, in a purest world, I know it's never going to happen, but yeah. So you mean with football is a bit different, but like we. If you try to regulate money in tennis, that's fine, isn't it? Like, not that I agree with it. Shout out to Rafa. But all that means is that, like, they'll be able to make more money off of court. You understand? Like, in, in football, it's, it's a team-based game. But, like, Naomi Osaka makes a pittance of her earnings from tennis, you know that? Mm-hmm. Most of it is yeah, through L'Oreal, Nike, but various other contracts. So, in, in individual sports, they could try regulating it, but no, no, not much will happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but in team sports, that's a great question and problem you have surmised because I'm not sure how you do that because it isn't like now you can say to the um, EPL, by the way, you're not 100 million game this year, big man. How about 18? Like, what do you mean? You understand? It's not going to happen. So I think... Um, but team sports will be tricky. The money is the biggest contributor to the pressure. Mm. You know, like... When you think about... Uh, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's a big contributor. Although, <clears throat> I think... It's interesting because as we were talking, I was like, yeah, like, we want athletes to be more aware of their mental health and we want them to be able to acknowledge when they're not there. But then we also still want to see that level of competition that we've come to expect because, like, if it becomes socially acceptable that your favourite athlete just isn't at the races today so they're not going to play good, that's going to affect viewership. Yeah. Which is going to affect money and payout and right? size of contracts and TV deals and like, everything. If LeBron's not playing at the at the Staples Center this week, 
fans aren't going to want to go to the, to the arena. I, I have no. a dream to see him before he retires. So there, it comes full circle. I think um, there is a fine balance. Like my final conclusion, there's a fine balance because you want to be able to compete at the highest level and you want to be able to give fans an experience because ultimately that is what sport is. It's, yes, it's, it's really... Se- and this is what's so interesting because it's really serious for those who are taking part and it's really serious. Like they're living it, they're feeling it. They re- they've got the weight of a nation or you know, a fan base on their shoulders. But for those other people, like yeah, they're emotionally invested, but they're they're spectators and it's entertainment. It, yeah. And sport has evolved a lot more recently from this sort of like tribal followed thing to more entertainment, where people, as we spoke about in last episode, follow athletes more than they follow clubs now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it depends where you are, because certain that's a really really good point about. Com- and I think the future, co- the rules of competition or how we define competition, will evolve because if you're in America, there's no promotion or relegation. Which is, and America is the king of entertainment. That's there true you entertainment. You mean in that, the MLS, the NBA, yeah, yeah, WNBA, yeah. all this stuff? If you go to the, in, in England Europe, or Europe, yeah. like the cult promotion, and that breeds the tribalism because it's, it's a spirit which is, it's you or me. I am competing to send you down mm-hmm. instead of, so you, you're more self serving there, which is an interesting one. And when you mentioned those two athletes that decided to share the gold. What's to stop in the future an athlete saying, you know what, um, she, she's had a big year, um, I I wanted to give her the gold or I didn't feel like competing, I didn't feel it was right because I wanted someone else to win. Like, you, you get into, start to get into kind of a more philosophical issues around winning. And I hear what you're saying. Each person can define that. So I think the rules of competition are going to be interesting or how we define competition in the future because I think it's going to be tweaked but to your point there's that core that will want it to be a certain thing but I think you're going to see people challenge what it means to be uh, competitive and I think you're going to see other people come up with different alternative rules to a lot of our sports in order to combat that and make it more pleasant. I think it's easier in uh, individual sports than it is with team sports because there can be a unspoken pressure from the rest of the team if you're not feeling that the race is to still compete because you want to, you don't want to let the team down, mm. you know? Like, Naomi, Naomi Osaka can withdraw from a competition because she's not feeling on her, good. Yeah, it's on her. But she's letting right. her team down, her trainers, her fitness coach. Of course, but ultimately, the same, they're going to support her. Yeah, if she's not yeah. feeling 100%, cool, we ride yeah, with you. Yeah, she's yeah, the bag, yeah. in it? Same with Simone Biles. And I think if you're one member of an 11-person squad or team... Like, let's just use Kevin Durant as it is. Sorry for the listeners who aren't into basketball, but it's a really good reference. Kevin Durant was battling an injury Ugh. and was facing huge what was it, like a pressure. It was something serious, isn't it? Huge ACL pressure from his teammates to play. Yeah. He played and eventually ended up rupturing his Achilles because yeah. he wasn't 100%. I missed that 15 months, is it? And whether he admits it or not, the reason he was playing was because of pressure yeah. from his teammates. Yeah. Medical the organization. Staff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think as a if you're a member of a team, it's very, very difficult. And you just have to internalize all of these things. So as a result, what I think we will see is more individual, individual personal player care. Meaning at the moment you might have one sports psychologist. But I think each player in a bigger, like in a bigger um squad will have 
someone that they kind of report to, who kind of checks in on them. They have a weekly conversation or whatever. So I think that's how team sports will evolve. And I'm, I still think it lacks a little bit behind individual sports because I think a lot of these players who play football, rugby, NFL, basketball, deal with a lot of shit that they just have to keep to themselves because they can't let the team down. And that's, that's like, how many times have we heard that, that comment, don't let the team down, you can't let the team down. So I think that's, an, you know, we're talking about pressure. That's an additional pressure Big as well time. that people aren't quite ready to overcome because they can be considered selfish. It's just really interesting that we can talk about this for a very long time, but yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see how it evolves as well because yeah. I think it's an ever-evolving space. Yeah. Um, what have we been listening to, my good sir? Hmm. You've listened to the Out of Home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners who met in Amsterdam. Some work in London, some work in Amsterdam. And yeah, we just wanted to share our story, giving you vibes, personal insights, and have a whole bunch of laughs every single Thursday. We are British Podcast Award winners. Cheers! So we'll be back next Thursday. And I've always wanted to say this, don't touch that dial. See you next week. Hey, you lot. You boys are crazy. Come on. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.